to the Pro Football Radio Podcast. This is your co-host, Jay Chima, with the pride and joy of one Merrimack, New Hampshire, one Da Puma. I'm, I'm impressed with, like, the intro. I, yeah. I would have thought, like, it would have been somber. It would have been uh, a little, uh, you know, remorse or something, you know, a little downtrodden. You know, I, I thought I was going to have to come in singing Everybody Hurts by R.E.M. That was a great welcome. Listen, Thank you. Listen, Brandon. Listen. Listen. Yes. Yes. I know. Everybody it, it hurts. It hurts. hurts. I, I am genuinely hurting today. I'm not going to lie to you, Brandon. <laughs> it was a rough day. It was a rough day. My boy Tom Brady has left the New England Patriots. Um, Shocker. I've known one thing for 20 years, and that Tom Brady is going to be our quarterback, and he's going to lose to a Super Bowl, and that's all I've known. So... I'm not gonna lie to you. It's it's tough. But before we get all to that, brother man, how are you today? I'm good. Yeah? You know, I'm, I'm, are you I'm, staying Corona free? So far, so good. Yeah. Listen, we risked it all. We went outside. Yeah. Right. We are Group at the four. we are at the Pro Football Radio Amphitheater in Shelton, Connecticut, recording episode 49 to bring you some entertainment. We care about you, people. Yep. You know. Hopefully, you- whoever's out there, hopefully you're staying safe. Hopefully you're staying inside. Hopefully you're not have to go outside and expose yourself. Don't be part of the problem. Like, mm-hmm. if you like, stay home. Like, if you don't have to go out, like, there's no need to like go to the bar right now. If you have to go out to the grocery store, you gotta go to the pharmacy or some shit. You gotta get gas. Okay, fine. Because yeah. some people can't work from home. Of course. But like, don't be those jackasses down in Clearwater, Florida. Oh my god, I saw for, that. Like the spring break, and it's like, oh my god, we're partying right now, and there's no coronavirus. If you opened up a history book and looked up Philadelphia during the Spanish flu, it, it just read me the death toll over the span of six weeks, and yeah. then come talk to me if that beach idea was a good a good good thing. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah, listen, if you're being irresponsible, if you're outside, uh, I mean, listen, most of your local authorities, wherever you're listening right now, have probably mandated some sort of shutdown of local businesses and schools and hospitals. There's a good chance that you shouldn't be outside. There's a reason why they put those um, stipulations into play, just because we're trying our best to contain this virus. Um, I know myself, I haven't been at work for a while. You know, I've been sitting at home. I've been, you know, making sure I don't go to the gym. I, I mean, my local. Listen, I will say one thing, though. Uh, this corona shit has helped out in the regards of, like, if I go to the bank, like, there's no lines there, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I go to Starbucks, there's no lines there, right? It's, like, it's pretty awesome in that regards, right? Um, but the other aspect of it, it is a pretty serious situation. We all got to help uh, and do our part to make sure everybody stays safe. Yeah. You know? Dude, what the, like... What it's crazy times, man. Like, because last week, last week I, I didn't think it was that serious. I was just thinking, all right, it's just it's just the flu. Like it's it's like the flu on steroids. Yeah. No big deal. We'll be fine. We'll make it through this. A couple of people in China thought it was a great idea to have live animal markets on top of people, and you know it's fine. It's kind of like self-contained. And then it spread, but it didn't really click with me until last week the Jazz Thunder game. Yeah. When I'm watching TV, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging out with my fiance, I'm hanging out with Tara on the couch, and I'm getting notifications on Twitter, and it starts off with, jazz game might be postponed, or like, they're, they're quarantined right now, and then it went to, they're getting tested, and then Rudy Gobert tested positive, and then mm-hmm. all bets were off. Mm-hmm. The NBA came out, and it was like, nope, we are suspending play until further notice, and then the Pelicans-Kings game didn't happen, because a referee in that game ref the Jazz game about five days before, 
And th- I think the Pelicans refused to take the court. And I was like, now this, like, as yeah. trivial as it sounds, when it got into the sports world, that's mm-hmm. when I was like, now this is real. Like, now yeah. this is, we are not playing. We are in something that we have no idea what the hell we're dealing with right now. And then everything else shut down. The next day it was the uh, no Final Four. The Masters was canceled. Um, a couple of other golf tournaments were canceled. Uh, baseball was pushed back for two weeks, but now at recording today on St. Patty's Day, it's pushed back, I think, until May at least. It's yeah. just well, it's crazy I've stuff. Well, I've never lived through a time like this before where essentially it's like martial law out there, man. Like everything is shut down. You're supposed to stay inside. Um, the closest I can think of was back in 9-11 when I that happened. Say, but that's like not but even, even that, club. even that was a much more regionalized, you know, part of the Northeast kind of thing. Um, this is a worldwide thing. I mean, we're talking like countries have shut down mm-hmm. and we're on the road of shutting down as well. Um, now, I will give mad props, and this is not a shot at your political affiliation, but our current leadership in office haven't done the best job for us. But I will give mad props to Adam Silver, who had the balls to essentially kick the off for all of us in America Thursday night. Yeah. Like his leadership and his decision making process essentially were kicked off and made sure there was like a domino effect for the rest of the leagues, for the rest of America, that once these sports are shutting down, that's when everybody else started shutting down as well. Yeah. But I mean, it, it's pretty that Adam Silver was the one that had to kind of well, you know have that mantle on his back and kind of ride it through. So uh, I'm glad he did it. I'm glad that we're in a safer space. I'm sure everybody is working from home. That if you can't, then you know be safe out there, man. Yep. Yep. Just it's crazy shit. Interesting time though, man. I've never. Uh, I mean, it's it's interesting, man. Like I I have very little human interaction nowadays. Essentially, everything's over the phone or over Skype. And I think I was telling you this earlier, man. Like this is what I imagine where we're gonna be in 50 years from now. We're all going to have, you know, meetings via Skype, and we're all going to be sitting at home. Everything's going to be electronic. So I guess it's a good uh, trial run for that, right? Yeah, something like that. It's just, uh, and like, the crazy thing is, like, my folks, they, they're about to close on their retirement home in South Carolina, and they're supposed to, in theory, they're still supposed to fly down to Myrtle Beach at the end of the month. And I was trying my hardest the last the last time i visited them being like do you re- like do you really need to go it's like if you watch like the old like say lethal weapon movies or any cop movie there's always like one officer that's ready to retire and they have like 10 days left until retirement and like that department does everything they can to put them in bubble wrap so nothing happens to them like that's kind of what i'm trying to do with my folks like do you really need to go down i think you can close through an email you can send the documents through the yeah. mail like I would rather y'all be, like, super, like, careful with stuff because they're in the age range where this does affect them more than it would affect you and I. Mm -hmm. Like, I would like you to live to see the home. As extreme as it sounds, I understand. But, you know, I'd rather err on that much side of caution than them being like, yeah, we went down, we closed on the house, and I'm laid up in a hospital. Okay, great. Well, listen, I think um, the positive news here is that both China and Japan, um, they have put dates on the calendar one month from now um, for like NBA to come back into China, right? So basketball games are going to be played within a month or so if everything goes as planned, Mm -hmm. if everything is trending the way it's supposed to. And I think I saw today that somewhere in Japan they're having some inner squad like baseball games. Right. Um, Fans or no fans, though? uh, No fans and with like masks and all that stuff. So they're getting to a point where they're returning to normalcy. And if we're two and a half months behind the coronavirus from when China had it, 
um, and it's a month before they play. We're looking at three and a half months before life becomes normal in the United States. So if I had to guess, I mean, the silver lining is middle of July, early August. This thing should be eradicated if we keep on the track that we're at now. Um, but it's going to be a tough few weeks coming up for us all, man. But like, like I said, the 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 light at the end tunnel is there because I am seeing that China is going to resume strong playing basketball in a month if everything trends downward. Yep. I know we took a bigger beating. Me today at work or my 401k the last two weeks, well, baby. Well, listen, you're not supposed Listen, if, you're, if you have a portfolio, do not log in and look Woo! at it. Do Man, not I'm log in. in and look at oh. it. <laughs> it's pretty bad right now. Oh, God. Yeah. Not, I mean, it it could be worse. Yeah. Well, be, listen, they were saying that. like my dad. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, if you're like under like 30 or 32, whatever it is, or 35, don't look at your 401k. You have fucking 25, 30 more years of that shit to go. Don't look at it right now just to give you heart palpitations for mm, no reason. <laughs> damn. But I will say it's a buyer's market. Yeah, Buy. That is true. Everything's low. Yeah, well, I mean, it's still going to go lower, so we'll see how things pan out. But wherever you guys are, we're hoping you're, we're hoping you're staying safe. We're here to provide some sort of entertainment. And don't be stupid. Uh, don't be stupid, right? We're here to provide some sort of relief from the coronavirus news that I'm sure you're getting hammered with over the head. Um, and I will say this. I will say thank you, Roger Goodell, which I never say. For letting the NFL free agency go on. Because for the last two days, I haven't thought about Corona at all. Like, I mean, yeah, here and there, you'll see a tweet. But my life and my focus has been on NFL Network and, you know, Twitter. And making sure that, you know, we get content up on the pages. Just to make sure that you guys are getting the information you need for NFL free agency. And that's been a great kind of like, you know, distraction from the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. Because the last, you know, before the last two days, I was just sitting there watching news. And all this shit's filling up, poisoning your mind. And you're going to die. I'm watching Outbreak. And it's putting all kinds of weird thoughts. In my head. <laughs> you know I'm saying? impressed you watched the movie before I, 2000. I did. I, I think this calls for a special occasion. I usually don't watch movies before 2000, before 2000, but I felt like this is the one time that I can I can break that rule. You know, mm -hmm. just see what I'm in store for. Yeah. Hopefully, Donald if Trump. If you want a real fun time, put on Contagion. <laughs> oh, when, when was that? When did that come out? That that was like two. I was still working at a movie theater at the time. I want to say it was like 2010. Really? It's not the, like 2010, between 2008 and 2010, it's got, um, what's it, freaking, oh, the dude that was in like Saving Private Ryan, he's Ben Affleck's friend, Matt, Matt Damon, yeah, it's Matt got Matt Damon, Damon. And, uh, what's her name, Kate Winslet's in there, great cast, Lawrence Fishburne's in it. But, man, that is, like, a real-life example of, like, what happens when pandemics go south yeah. fast. I'm going to have to watch that, man. Uh-huh. Well, all I'm hoping for is that Donald Trump will call Dustin Hoffman in. Yeah, let's not get carried away. <laughs> let's not get, it, he might give us $1,000 in a check. So. Hey, no, hey. No, I saw that. I saw that the other day. Hey, I'm, I'm not going to say no to cash. I'm kind of excited about that. I uh, did my taxes just so I wanted to get in before everything kind of went crazy. I'm hoping to get my refund before everything kind of shuts down. You know? Good luck. <laughs> Get the direct deposit. Oh, that's exactly what I did. I got the direct, got the direct deposit. Smart so. man. So we'll see. But, okay. Uh, yeah. uh, lots of big news. Uh, you know, the last two days has been nonstop NFL news. Uh, free agency kicked off essentially yesterday. Um, they call it the league tampering The tampering window, period. Whatever they want to call it. But essentially the start of free agency. And a lot of big dominoes have fell. We'll update you on all those big, uh, big moves. But the biggest one being this morning, one Tom Brady of the New England Patriots had decided to take his talents from New England down to Tampa Bay. Now, what are your thoughts on that, Mr. Puma? First, I'm sitting on the couch. I'm drinking coffee. I got to say, Tom Brady's statement was, like, 
It was great. It was well worded. Yeah. But I see the tweet. I see it's like forever a patriot. It's like, yeah. all right, is he is he going back? Do I have to get Justin? That's what I thought as well. Do I have to get Justin Butat lunch? Because we have a bet. I said if he goes anywhere, yeah. Butat owes me lunch. Yeah. If he goes back, yeah. I get Butat lunch. But if he retires, we'll consider that a push, well, and I don't have wise. to get him yeah. anything. Yeah. Well. I'm reading the thing. And I'm like, well, where the hell does it say he's coming back? And you have to, like, read paragraphs. Yeah. Like, it's war and peace to find out, you know, I don't know where my fe- football feature holds, but it's time for me to turn the page. And yeah. it's like, okay, it's it's on. Like, listen, it's the over. Guy, the guy took get a lot out there, bro. I mean, listen, he's leaving what he's known for the last 20 years. That's big, man. Yep. Just crazy. Just it's uh, it was crazy. It it was right before I had to log into work because yeah. I'm working from home. Yeah. And it's like shit. I'm gonna be a few minutes late logging in real quick. Yeah. So like I send it to you and I I just caught I put a statement up on the pages and stuff. But it's I'm not surprised. Like I I felt like the writing was on the wall last year with how his contract was structured where you know he could void the last couple of years in his contract and hit free agency this year. And he got a slight pay increase. I just I felt the writing was on the wall, and throughout the season he, he didn't look happy. He he seemed to be pissed with some roster move decisions, and it it just it seemed like it was more likely than not that he was going to move on from the New England Patriots. Yeah, and listen, I'm a diehard New England Patriots fan. All I've known since I was a kid in middle school. When when I first saw my first football game, which was a snowball between uh, a tuck rule game between the Patriots and the Raiders, all I've known is Tom Brady in a Patriots uniform, winning Super Bowls, um, competing for division titles, competing for conference titles. So it, it kind of you know it took me back a little bit this morning. Uh, now over the last couple of weeks, I think I started to come around to the idea that maybe this isn't the best fit for him. There's a lot of smoke there, and when there's a lot of smoke, there's usually some fire there. Um, and I can just tell. I, I think I can just tell that he wasn't happy. Um, there were times last year when he was like nine and one, and he would get to the stadium, get to the podium afterwards after a loss, and he's like losing his mind. He's like kind of unhappy. So uh, I can physically, I can physically see on his face he hasn't been happy for the last couple of years. Now I'm not gonna. This isn't a time to kind of um, put the blame pie out there. This isn't a time for that. We'll talk about that later down the road. But I think for now, what we can do is what I can do is I can look at the the legacy left behind which was essentially 20 years of excellence, 17 division titles, 13 conference title appearances, 9 Super Bowl boards, and 6 Super Bowl championships. So all I can say to Tom Brady is thank you for the memories, Thank you for your enthusiasm on the on the football field, and thank you for just providing us some great memories for for the next I don't know how many how many years until we die. You know what I'm saying? So, listen, I I just all I can say is thank you, and it's all we can do is move on from there. You know? Yep. And I mean, I was kind of surprised. I I always had him going to the Chargers. I thought that move made sense even before he opened his his uh, production company. Yeah. It's like you know you get to pedal your your TB12 stuff to Rodeo Drive, and you can become a, a media mogul. You become a Magic Johnson and own a, own a football team because he was putting a lot more what I read as feelers out there of how oh, I'd like to own a team and be in charge of roster construction, have a say in the roster, and all this other stuff. But this move down to Tampa Bay seemed more of a football move. Like he's going to a roster where the defense is on the come up. They're young. They've been improved over, you know, from two years ago where they were just a dumpster fire to last year where they were vastly improved under the former uh, New York Jets head coach. I'm spacing on his name. What 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 is that? What's that guy's name? Who? 
the former Jets head coach. Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles. Yes. He's the defensive coordinator. Yes. And that team kind of took a, a, a light years roundabout face uh, on what they've done so far. And, I mean, you get, you're throwing to Chris Godwin. You're throwing to O.J. Howard. You're throwing to Mike, uh, Mike Evans, Big Mike. Just throw the ball up and see what happens. That's that's more of a football move. I want to win now kind of deal. And I like that. I truly like that because a lot of people started coming out pretending they knew what was going on, pretending they knew what Tom Brady wanted, uh, and they made this they made this like you know slight like kind of offhand comment of well he's gonna go to L.A. and he's gonna start his post NFL career. I like the fact that he picked a team where he strictly was there to win, and the focus solely is to win because there's nothing in fucking Tampa. It's just a bunch of old people. And the Buccaneers. That's all it's down there. And no income tax. <laughs> and no income tax. Fine. That's fine. But the, even the money that he's going to get, $30 million a year, is kind of close to what the Patriots would give him. And and right. what, what I'm looking at with that move, with the fact that it's in Tampa Bay where it's in, where there's nothing down there, and the fact that he's making essentially the same money he's made in New England, is the fact that he really just wants to get out of New England. It's coming evident to me that there was something brewing in the background. We'll talk about this down the road because it's not the time for it. Today is not the time for it. But there was something seriously wrong in that relationship between Belichick and Brady. And it seems like he just wanted out of that relationship. Well, I think it just comes down to control. I think it just comes down to – there was a report put out, but I think Diana Rossini put it out last week and CBS Sports kind of piggybacked off of that a little bit where – one of the demands was he wanted more involvement in the offensive construction and the game plan, and he wanted more uh, roster control a little bit and saying, you know, who's coming and who's going. And Bruce Arians is the perfect guy. He yeah. did that with Ben Roethlisberger. He, he did, did that with Peyton. Peyton. Yeah. And he did that with Andrew Luck to an extent as well, too. So this isn't anything new to B.A. And then it comes off to, you know, to me, looking a little bit more into the nuanced stuff of, well, how much access is Alex Guerrero going to have to the roster? Because that became a point of contention during the Patriots marriage where Alex Guerrero was kind of persona non grata uh, at one point in the locker room, and that's why it was only TB uh, Tom Brady he was working with, and then before Gronk retired, like the last two years, Gronk was working with him. Up until then, like nobody else was allowed to be working with Guerrero, at least in the locker room sense of things. So it's going to yeah. be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, so we'll talk all about that as well, and we have plenty of days in the summer when nothing's going on to kind of dissect all this. But looking forward, I do believe Brady landed in a really good spot. I love the weapons that are surrounding around him. A good, a decent offensive line, um, decent running backs, a couple of good tight ends. I mean, the wide receiving core is pretty good itself. Uh, for the most part, I like everything about that team, um, especially the coaching staff. I, we talked about this last offseason. Remember, we were talking about how Arians and Todd Bowles and, you know, Brian Leftwich. And who's the offensive coordinator? Uh, Byron. Byron Leftwich is the OC. Who, really? I thought yeah, he's the OC. Todd Bowles is the defensive coordinator. Regardless, I mean, it's it's a lot of star-studded talent, and uh, I have a lot of respect for B.A. I think he's a hell of a coach. I think he deserves to win a championship. So I hope to God that he can somehow find a way to win a championship. I, I mean, I know I'm still going to be a Patriots fan. I'm rooting for the Patriots, and, you know, hopefully Belichick's genius will come through and will win something. Um, but I will be also supporting Tom Brady. I think as somebody who's watched him for 20 years, um, I have the right to support him in where he goes, and I'm going to wear a Tom Brady jersey when he's not playing the Patriots, and I hope to God he wins the Super Bowl before he retires, man. But you know what and time I it happy. is. I hope he's happy, man. At the end of the day, I hope to God he's happy because there, the the Brady we've seen the last couple of years compared to early on in his career was not the same people, and I get it. I understand why he's all pissed off just because he's not treated like shit, but he's not given the you know 
the warm fuzzies that he's supposed to have as a franchise quarterback who's the greatest of all time. And I get that's not Belichick's motto. I find I find I understand that. But when you're the greatest of all time, you deserve some sort of leeway with an organization. And it seems as the Patriots might want to give him that. So fuck him. Have, go somewhere else and figure out if you can win somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? But you know what time it is. What time is it? Andy Dalton season. See, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. Andy Dalton. I don't think it's going to happen. Dalton well, or the ultimate Belichick move of well, Jameis Winston. I, I will take Jameis Winston over You're going to have to purge a lot of that to the roster. I will take I will take most 90% of the talent over Andy Dalton because I don't think he's – I think he's a crap quarterback, man. I've seen a lot of Andy Dalton, especially when I lived in Ohio. Um, being in Ohio, you watch a bunch of Cleveland Browns and Cincinnati local regional games. I will take the turnover machine slash defensive player of the year in Jameis Winston over Andy Dalton any of the week. I'll take Jared, I'll take Jared Stidham over Andy Dalton any yeah. of the week. You know what I'm saying? Want we'll to make a bet? I'll, I'll bet I'll you lunch. Andy Dalton. I'll make a bet. Andy Dalton comes to New England. Sure. If he comes, I get lunch. You, you buy me lunch. Sure. If he doesn't, if anybody else comes to New England, yeah. or Jared Siddham's the starting quarterback, I get you lunch. I, I'm if, that confident. That's fine. And if Andy Dalton does end up in New England, I might seriously consider not watching those games because that's going to be a bad season. What happened today was the fact that we woke up this morning before the Brady announcement being the number one team in the AFC East to being the number four team in the AFC East with Brady leaving. It goes Bills, it goes Dolphins, it goes Jets, and it goes Peter Samayas right now. Because with that crap ta- with that crap roster that Belichick assembled, we're not winning jack shit for a while. Eh, I it's, mean, he kept the defense intact. It's going to be a tough, what defense? The defense that had an easy easy first eight games and looked great, but then it got demolished by the last half of the season? Just saying. I, we, I, you would say I, yourself. I, you I, would say yourself I know that. I'm saying it. I said it myself, but what I'm saying is I don't have them in the cellar of the AFC East. I have them. Fine, flip. fine, three or four, whatever. It's not good. It's not where we are right now. It's still the AFC East. It all and bets that's, are and off that's at the this worst point. Thing. The worst thing is that we're three and four in the AFC East. That's what's... Belchuk, you better be the genius that you say you are, because this is this is your private year, brother man. Come through, all right? Yeah, it's fine. He's gonna revive him and McDaniel's are gonna revive Andy Dalton's career. Oof. He's gonna revive him. It's gonna be fine. Gonna go to the playoffs. It's gonna be crazy. <laughs> uh, but that was that was a big move. Um, looking forward. Um, I mean, AF the NFC South. It is one of the toughest divisions out there, man. Listen, the Saints are gonna be good. The Falcons could have a great year and go to the Super Bowl, or they could be in the fucking cellar. We just don't know. They're kind of rebuilding too because they cut they cut Devonta Freeman. Mm-hmm. They uh, one of their defensive guys he just signed in free agency. Uh, they they kind of doing a purge right now, so it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with Atlanta. Yeah. And then you got the the Panthers making some moves. Panthers signed uh, Terry Bridgewater today. Mm. Um, they essentially let Cam Newton walk out of the door and seek a trade. Now, I would love, and I know this is a little bit on the far-fetched side because it makes no sense into what the Patriots are going to do, but if somehow Cam Newton ends up in New England, oh, dude, I'm all about that life. Oh. I'm a big Cam Newton fan. You're going to be a, fa- love, a fan of him for a week. I love how he just can move the pocket, get out of it. Big fan of Cam The last Newton. time he tried to move a pocket, he had a Liz Frank. Well, if he's healthy. That's obviously, the, that's the big thing with anything. If he's healthy and on the field, I think he's MVP caliber quarterback. But if he's hurt, that's the big knock on Cam Newton. Can't stay healthy. So um, we will see how that pans out. But besides the Brady move, what else stood out to you? And I, and I think me and you both have the same <laughs> I mean, feeling on, I mean, let's, on where, the where Houston do we, Texans. Where do we want to go? We want to go to AFC South first, or we want to talk about 
you know, how much of a clown Bill the Clown looks like considering what Buffalo pulled off with Minnesota. Where are we going first? Let's, uh, let's talk about just how bad of a move that was by Bill O'Brien. Bill, no, no, no. We're, I refuse to use his name. It is Billow the Clown. I, I will. I will listen. I am still. Me and you will differ on the model of how an informal organization is supposed to be set up. But I will agree with you now. Bill O'Brien has some bad decision making. That, that's skills. not his name. Billow the Clown. Bill O'Brien is one of the worst decision makers <laughs> I've seen, and I'll give you the floor to give you a rundown of essentially how he just screwed over Deshaun Watson and is essentially wasting away his uh, his prime years. Yep. So. You know, yesterday, working from home, and I get a notification that Texans have a trade. They traded for David Johnson of the Arizona Cardinals. The I running, spit out my water when the, I saw it. The running back, uh, often injured, uh, basically started falling off a cliff. He retired two years ago. David, David Johnson, Johnson retired two years ago. No, wait, what? David Johnson has been nothing for the last two years. Ah, uh, there you go. So, often injured. AKA retired two years ago, which was funny after he got that giant contract. Uh, but yeah, he did nothing in Cliff Kingsbury's offense this year. Down year, bad contract. And Bill O'Brien thinks, I'm gonna trade for him. I'm gonna trade for him in a second round, a second round draft pick. <coughs> what, what did they have to give up in return? They I, gave up the best wide receiver, all pro, all world wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, in a fourth round draft pick for David Johnson and a second round draft pick. Oh, you want to know why they needed a second round draft pick? Robbery. Because they mortgaged their entire draft capital for the next two years to get Laramie Tunsil oh. and Kenny Stills, who may or may not show up on game day. It's it was insane. You couldn't even get a fir- like one first round draft pick for for DeAndre Hopkins, and I think he's going to a better situation. The yeah, Cardinals, of he is. the yeah. Cardinals came alive uh, down towards the stretch. They played yeah. spoiler a little bit, and it's yeah. going to be fun to see what they do with Kyler Murray and, yeah, and, and Christian Kyler Kirk. Murray and will him. eventually figure it out, especially with uh, DeAndre Hopkins lining up against Larry Fitzgerald. Like I think he's in a much better situation. But my God, and DeAndre Hopkins is quarterback proof. So even yeah. if like. For some reason, Kyler Murray becomes wilts and becomes a scrub. DeAndre Hopkins is literally quarterback proof. He he survived Osweiler. He survived the savage years, the savage start, and he got uh, he he was there for when for when Watson first came about. But this is just this is why you have a general manager because the biggest reason why Hopkins got traded was because him and Bill O'Brien didn't agree that much in the locker room about some things. So he got chapped with how DeAndre Hopkins felt uh, about a couple of things, and they sent him packing. And this isn't like the first time. This happened with Dwayne Brown when he shipped that that guy, the offensive lineman, up to Seattle for a hot dog and a handshake. He base, he traded DeAndre Hopkins away for a, a Visa gift card. It is absolutely insane how nobody is just telling this guy, you, you are not allowed to make trades. Like, you need to be chained to, like, a desk you, you're not allowed to pick up a phone. Like, you could have had better deals than what you got. You traded $24 million cap hit for a for a running back, and uh, you signed Randall Cobb. You're, you're getting a $35 million cap hit now on your books because of DeAndre Hopkins' feelings. Insane. If I'm the commissioner of the NFL, I have to look at that trade and say, there's no way I can let this go through. 
Like, I, you gotta step in and do something, man. This is highway robbery. Nope. I do not understand what Bill O'Brien is doing, right? Uh, he decided that he wanted to pay, instead of paying DeAndre Hopkins $12.5 million, you're gonna pay 11.25 to David Johnson, who fucking retired two years ago. The guy can't play football anymore. He's a running back. He is at the end of his shelf life, and you decided to trade away David jo- uh, DeAndre Hopkins for him? You might as well have re signed Carlos Hyde. Who are you trading for last year? Un-fucking-believable. No, this is why, uh, again, I know we differ on this. We will. We will because I can always say that Bill Belichick is a, is a GM have, slash head coach. Yeah, but, but then you have, you look at the Dolphins, you have Chris Greer. What, what your argument is, you got to protect Bill O'Brien from himself. And if you got to even have that argument, then he should not be your head coach. Yeah, we'll talk to Cal McNair because well, now he's the well, only that's, that's a bigger issue than, only uh, guy that can fire him. Because you look at what the Dolphins are doing. They were in tank mode, and they killed it in free agency. Granted, uh, titles are not won in the free agency in the offseason. We saw that with the Cleveland Browns last year. But it is insane with what Bill O'Brien has done. He's completely mortgaged his draft future for the next two years. He has no first-round pick this year. He he has one second-round pick because he traded the best wide receiver ever. And that's it. Like, what are you going to do? You have a wide receiver that can't stay on the field for more than three games and Will Fuller. You have Kenny Stills, who may or may not show up on game day. Uh, Kiki QT, who's played, I think, a combined total of six games in two years. And what, I mean, I hope you put David Johnson outside to start catching some passes because your offensive line is not going to get any holes for this guy. De- Deshaun Watson is going to get killed. If I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm, I'm walking. I'm I am walking into Bill O'Brien's locker room and I'm saying, "Listen, either you trade me or I play out my contract and you can pick up my fifth year option." And I am not signing that's, a long term extension. That's a good point. I, I think Deshaun Watson should be the most pissed off person in this trade because essentially what you're saying right now is that you're just going to waste away his fucking youth man you're going to waste away Deshaun Watson's youth he's already had two major knee injuries secondly I joked about uh, Roger Goodell fucking nixing this trade but like dude I saw a post on Twitter saying that even in Madden they couldn't get this trade approved like, they would put this into Madden, and they'd be like, no, decline. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, that's that's insane to me. And finally, Bill O'Brien, dude, you just wrote, um, not you're firing right now, but you started it. You start, you're in the early phases of people looking at you side-eyes thinking, do you really know what you're doing right now? And you better come prepared, brother man, because this is how it starts. You make one bad decision, another one. You made a couple bad ones last year, and now you made another one this year. Now people are going to be like, dude, what are you doing over there? And if you do not win, I, if they have a bad year this year, if they're under 500, there's a good chance you might get fired. They're and, doing, he, and, he and he's doing this and purge. He he, it's not like they're rebuilding. This team's been in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like you're doing this with the team that has been to the playoffs. This team was up 24 21. 20, I think it was 24. Whatever. It was a massive number in the first quarter against the Tex, against the Chiefs. This team has real potential. Deshaun Watson, I believe I, I said after that game that I don't think he's special. I think he's great. I think he's very great. He's above he's above middle of the pack, but he's not special, as in that in Patrick Mahomes territory, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I still think you can win with him. You, you can still win with him, and you're you're trading away Deshaun Watson? It's, I mean, are you signing Randall Cobb? If I'm, if I'm, what Bill are you o- doing? If I'm Bill O'Brien, if I'm not Bill O'Brien, if I'm Bill Belichick, I'm calling Bill O'Brien. Oh, yeah. I'm saying, hey Bill, uh, I got a seventh round draft pick for no, Deshaun no, no, Watson. No, 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 better, better. Hey Bill, I've got extra toilet paper in my house. Do you want some in this crisis? 
Give me Deshaun Watson. He needs that for his ass-looking chin that he's got. Jesus he's an idiot. Fucking Christ. He's an idiot. And then, and then you you juxtapose that, right? You go up to Buffalo, and you look at what the Buffalo Bills did. Mm-hmm. They got Stephon Diggs mm-hmm. for a first-round draft pick, a fourth-round draft pick, a fifth-rounder, and I believe a, another fourth or fifth-rounder yeah, next year. Yeah, that's pretty good. Like, that's quite a haul, and he's not even close, really, to where Absolutely DeAndre not. Hopkins Absolutely is. Not. Absolutely not. Like this, like Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott look like freaking geniuses. Like they got a, a number one wide receiver, a bona fide number one, to add to a, an improved wide receiver core from last year with John Brown and uh, Cole Beasley. And Dawson Knox, the rookie tight end out of Ole Miss. And now you put Stephon Diggs in there, who's fast. His route tree's great. And with a, a, an improved Josh Allen, considering where he was his rookie year two years ago, like, that's a dynamite trade. And that the moves they made on defense over the last 24 hours, yeah. th- that's a great pickup. Like, Listen, they are they are in a win-to-now mode, win mode yep. especially with Josh Allen on rookie contract. The Vikings get some cap relief. They were up against the salary cap. They restocked the draft war chest with the draft picks. I'm like, this is a dynamite move. You're telling me there was, there was not a better deal on the table with the Texans? for DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah, it's pretty bad. That's insane. Let's start with the Stephon Diggs portion of this and the Vikings portion. I think this is a great move for the Vikings. The amount of compensation they got back for Stephon Diggs, right? And the fact that... I think it's like, what, the 21st overall pick, right? It's a lot of of good things. I was talking about this this morning or this afternoon with Aaron, the Vikings fan. Hopefully he's doing good out there in LA, brother man. Stay safe. But we're talking about this, and I told him that, like, listen... You get a bunch of draft capital back in one of the deepest wide receiver drafts in decades. Mm-hmm. We're talking like second and third rounders could be, you know, pro bowlers, right? So it's fine. You give away Stefan Diggs and hopefully you can refill in the back end. But the bigger issue is you're you're taking away this cancer from your locker room, this constant drama, this constant while he deleted all his pictures of Vikings uh, Vikings things on social well, media. He worked out a, a Cardinals shirt. I mean, it's just a lot of drama. And on the other end, the the Buffalo Bills, dude, they are in prime position. They are so mint right now. The fact that Brady's out of the AFC East, they're they're the front runners for win that division. This is I picked them to win the division. This is they have a great defense. They have amazing offensive weapons. I mean, I'm a big fan of that tight end, Dawson. uh, What's his name? Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox. Stephon Diggs, John Brown. Dude, they are stacked. This is them going all in to win this year, which is great. Now, the only thing I have reservations about is I did not like the progression I saw from Josh Allen from year one to year two. Hopefully, he can progress even further this year. We saw that in the playoff game against the Texans. He kind of unraveled in the last few well, minutes. He, everybody melted down in that game. Sure, but I mean, when you're <laughs> up, when you're up, and you're supposed to be a great quarterback in this league, as we think Josh Allen can be, you're supposed to close those games out. So I do hope everything will hinge on him progressing. But they are set prime in prime position to make a good deep playoff run of the NFL. And I'm sorry, in the AFC, just because of Tom Brady being out of the. I mean, uh, even before free agency, I was up with my parents about uh, what was it like last week. Last Thursday and Friday. Which how's uh, Mom and Papa celebrating? They're good. They're yeah. good. They're trying to finalize the 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 house yeah. down in South Carolina. But I was up there and I logged into DraftKings and I was like, all right, I'm gonna make a five dollar parlay. So strung a bunch of the uh, division winner picks and I I picked the Buffalo Bills to win the division mm-hmm. and I, I I'm guessing right now I got them at pretty good odds because that was before Brady left and sure. before the trade. Sure. Like I picked him. I picked the Bills. I picked the Colts to win the AFC South. That was before the Hopkins trade. Yep. Um, I picked, 
a bunch of other stuff. Uh, the I think I picked the Vikings to actually win the uh, NFC North. The NFC North. Really? I mean, they're they're working they're working on an extension with uh, Dalvin Cook, from what I saw on Twitter, yeah. and a bunch of stuff. I got them at great odds, but like this this is the, the Bills are it. Like they they are in prime position, like you said, to win it. That I mean, me being a homer, but like the Dolphins, depending like on what they I like do. I like their moves. In the draft, like, they could be in the running for a dark horse at a shot at winning the, the AFC East. Like, the, they shored up the defense. I mean, we can get into that right now. Yeah. I mean, they, they signed Byron Jones, the, the number one cornerback free agent uh, in the in the league this year to, a, what was it, like a five-year, $85 million contract. Yeah, a little more money than I would pay for him, but I get the point. I get the point what he's doing, you know what I'm um, saying? Kyle Van Noy, mm-hmm. a former I Patriot. Love I love Kyle Van Noy. And then uh, I think they signed a former, I forget the guy's name, it was a linebacker for the Kansas City Chiefs, I believe it was on a one-year deal. Like, they can help, they're, mm-hmm. they're building in the trenches. Mm-hmm. They got Eric Flowers. Now, listen. He was terrible. That's the move that I hated. He I was, hated that move. He was terrible in New York. I think he was playing guard. They moved him to tackle yeah, when yeah. he went to Washington. He's played exponentially better considering. And listen, I had no offensive line down in South Beach. Like, I'll take what Eric Flowers did last year. Like, depending on what they do in the draft, you have Devontae Parker. Uh, uh, Mike Howard. Yep. Uh Jordan Howard, they signed him, which, I mean, anything is an upgrade at running back. Kalen yep. Balazs couldn't get anything going. Mark Walton couldn't stay out of uh, police uh, lockup tanks. Mm-hmm. And Ryan Fitzpatrick was my leading rusher. Like, this guy's averaging two yards a carry after contact behind a bad offensive line. I'll, I, yeah. I guess I'll I think, take Jordan Howard. I think, in my eyes, the defense got swollen up in free agency. I love the moves that uh, <laughs> Flo made. I think uh, running back-wise, you're set with Howard. Um, I think offensive line is starting to get there with the Flowers move, if he can pan out and play, if he keep it up. And hopefully in the draft, you can target some people. Uh, wide receivers, I think that's a little bit of an issue. <laughs> now, I will say, though, if you guys somehow end up with a really good quarterback, and it, if in my eyes, if Tua somehow lands in Miami and he's healthy, I can see you guys being that second-best team in the AFC East. The way I see it right now, I see the Bills winning. I see the Dolphins second, and I see the Patriots either third or fourth, whichever you want to say. It doesn't fucking matter to me, but we're not going to be competing for the division title. Um, but I do believe you guys are set up very well for the future. Right. I mean, the 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 wide receiver weapons, you have Devontae Parker. He survived the Gase purge, and he's he looked like a bona fide stud last year. Uh, Preston Williams, he's going to be coming off of an ACL injury, but he was an undrafted rookie last year, and he was one of the best uh, wide receivers that we had as well. Mike Gusecki came along, tight end out of Notre Dame. What I'm hoping for, I don't know if they take quarterback because offensive line's a giant hole yep, too, yep. and there's a there's talent there, but it's not as deep of an offensive line class. If they get Tristan Wirfs at five, I don't think he falls to five, but if he's there at five, you get him. Maybe you get a quarterback at the what was it seventeen? Uh, you yeah. could probably do that, but I think they're they're on the way. Like I'm trusting the plan that Chris Greer and, and Brian Flores have in place. And it looks like Steven Ross is going to do what the 49ers did and actually let them play the damn handout mm-hmm. and see what happens through the draft and building that way. Yeah. So, listen, uh, I love the moves the Bills made. I love the moves uh, the Dolphins made. And then I loved, absolutely loved the moves that the Colts made. The Colts are mm-hmm. in win-now mode. Mm-hmm. They signed DeForest Buckner, right, yesterday. Yep. And then today they signed uh, Philip Rivers to a one-year deal as well. And 
it just shows you this team is ready. This team is poised. Obviously, um, Bursquet wasn't didn't pan out, and I, and I always knew that. I think me and you did this debate last year when Luck retired that I figured they had to go somewhere and get somebody else, but you wanted to write out Brissett. But I just I just never saw it in Brissett, even when he played with the Patriots. And I know his name is Brissett. I just like calling Brissett, right? Yep. But listen, I love the moves they made. I, I think those guys are going to be in it. I think with with the Chiefs being the overall favorites out of the AFC, I, I do believe that the Colts are going to be up there, man. They're going to be vying for a 2-3-4 kind of seed with just how much uh, talent they have and if Philip Rivers can keep it up, you know? Yeah, I mean, all Rivers has to do is cut down on the turnovers. Mm-hmm. But, like, one of the bigger issues, excluding quarterback play last year, was the defense was great, but they could never get to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And DeForest Buckner so- solves that problem, and it only cost them. The 13th pick? Like, they traded a first-rounder straight up for DeForest Buckner, and they worked out a contract extension for him. So it was a win-win on both sides. The 49ers, they could address a couple of issues in the defense if they wanted to. There's a couple of decent cornerbacks that, if they're still available at 13, they could probably do. I think, was it Jeff Okuda? He he could be hanging around there. Um, you could definitely address that need. Or you could trade back and get a bunch of draft picks because you don't have a whole lot of picks in the second and third round. But, no, I love that that move that Indianapolis did. They got DeForest Buckner, and you put him with uh, that Leonard kid. And the secondary is not that bad either. They're a solid unit, and they could wreak havoc on the defensive side of the ball in the AFC, uh, the AFC South and the AFC as a whole. And all Phillip Rivers has to do is cut down the turnovers. And when Frank Reich and the current offensive coordinator uh, for – the uh, for the Indianapolis Colts, they were both on the staff in uh, in San Diego slash LA. Um, Philip Rivers actually had decent stats. Like the turnovers were down, the touchdowns were up. Like all he has to do is just cut down the uh, the ints, and they could they could make some noise in this division, especially after what Billow the Clown did to the Houston Texans, just dismantling his roster. I picked the Colts to win the division, and I feel fairly confident saying that right now. On uh, on March seventeenth, at the beginning of free agency, I love these moves. I love I love the moves that the Colts made. Now a team that is flying a little bit under the radar right now, but I love their moves as well. And I hate to say this, is the Cleveland Browns. Um, oh, they addressed a bunch of needs. They addressed a bunch of needs. It's not that old bullshit of uh, Dorsey going out and getting all the big high prize wide receivers. They ended up signing the best tight end and the best tackle in the in the free agency market, which was uh, Austin Hooper out of Atlanta and Jack Conklin out of Tennessee. And those two guys right there will help stabilize the offensive line and the protection for Baker Mayfield. So he actually has time to get the ball out to both Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. And I don't so, think they're done. I think they're going to address exactly. the offensive line at the, the 10th pick. Exactly, right? So I, I really low-key love every single move the Browns made. And now what this has done is this has put the onus swear, squarely on um, Baker Mayfield's shoulders. If you cannot win with this, then you're not going to win the NFL. And I love the fact that they got Case Keenan as a backup role, just in case he's not pending out six games in, and they'll pull that bullshit they pulled down in Tennessee, benching uh, Margaret for Ryan Tannehill with the guy that can be serviceable and not to turn the ball over. It's not even that. Who's the head coach of... Stefanski. Stefanski. Stefanski runs the two-talent system. He's going to use Njoku and Austin Hooper all day, every day. And he was there for the when Keenum had that run in Minneapolis, too. So he's putting... So the pieces are being put in place around the the offensive line and the offensive uh, personnel where it's set up perfectly for six games in. They're two and four. Baker... 
looks like crap, and Stefanski's gonna go back to what he knows. He knows Case Keenum. He knows the two tight end system, and they're gonna go from there. And you know what? This offense is gonna be from a fantasy football aspect of things. Yeah. It's gonna be dynamite when you put Ninjoku on there because I, I think Ninjoku is is untouchable in the trade market. I don't think you could offer unless you're giving a bunch of first round picks for a tight end, which I don't think anybody's gonna do. Like Ninjoku's gonna stay there. Him, Hooper, uh, Jarvis Landry. And uh, and Odell, that's going to be a fun offense to watch if everything can click. And Kareem Hunt's coming back and Nick Chubb. They should be able to put points on the board if they can fix that friggin' offensive line. I think that Makai Becton, if he's there, he's a big boomer bust kind of prospect. <coughs> Excuse me. I think this could be a fun team to watch. Yeah, so big, uh, big fan, big fan of the moves that the Browns made. Um, it's all on you, Baker. This is your year, brother man. You've got to win the AFC North, or else it's time for you to move on from the for the Browns. Got time to move on. So, uh, other than that, I loved absolutely. Well, uh, I didn't love, but um, just talking about the Dallas Cowboys and what they did to stabilize the situation. They offered the franchise tag, exclusive franchise tag to Dak Prescott, uh, so nobody can trade for him. Um, and additionally, they also re-upped a five-year hundred million dollar contract. Um, I don't know how I feel about Dak just yet. I, I think I've seen enough to make a good decision on what he is. Um, but I do believe they're stuck with him right now. Um, in a perfect world, I'd love for them to go for Tom Brady, right? That'd be oh fucking God. great. <laughs> but they did what weeks. they had to do to have uh, Dak Prescott on the center next year. Um, and we'll see how it pans out. I just don't think he'll be uh, a wise move in the long run, man. I just I don't like how Dallas handled this whole situation from the jump because – it all started with Zeke, right? Like they didn't have they didn't have to pay Zeke right then and there. His contract wasn't expired. He had two years, and I think that's including the fifth year option. Mm-hmm. So they could have taken care of Dak, mm-hmm. and then they could have either hit Zeke with the franchise tag, or and this was before they even traded for Amari Cooper. Like they could have hit Amari Cooper with the franchise tag, but because they gave up first round draft picks for Cooper, like you have to take care of him now. Yeah. Like you are married to this dude. But it's just like now you put yourself in a bind where you're hoping you can get a long-term extension done before Patrick Mahomes get a con- mm-hmm. gets a contract done. Because we all know Mahomes is going to get at least $40 million a year. But like, Dak, st- like if you just look at the numbers, the stats are right there as well too. Like he's been putting the numbers up. He's going to be getting close to thir- close to forty million. Like that's that's not a debate. Like that is the going rate on a quarterback. They could have got this done after Wentz signed his giant extension and just went north of what was it? Wentz was getting a hundred. What was it, like 160 million, yeah, but 30, 30, 32? Yeah, yeah. Like, you could have gone north of that. Because I said right after uh, that trade, the, the, that deal, I should say, went down with Wentz, being like, if I'm Dak Prescott, the Wentz deal is the absolute floor. Like, there's no way I'm going lower than that. There's no way I'm taking a pay cut. And now Jerry World is crying poor. And now you're putting yourself in a bind where I hope I can get something done by July 13th. And I hope that Patrick Mahomes doesn't get a, a contract extension done. This is just this has been bungled from the jump. And if I'm Dak, I'm playing. I'm gonna cousins it. I'll Kirk cousins it for for two years. I'll play under that franchise tag, and it's gonna, at some point it's gonna go up to forty million guaranteed for a franchise tag. And there's no way you're gonna pay me. And I'll hit the open market. 
And I'll pull a Kirk Cousins with the Vikings. Another intriguing move that I that I kind of like is uh, the fact that John Gruden went out and signed Marcus Mariota uh, just to provide a little push for Mr. Carr. Um, I'm not sold on Derek Carr. Um, I believe um, halfway through the season, they're probably going to bench him. Check down Charlie. And, right, and they're probably going to start Marcus Mariota. Um, it's, it's to be seen if he'll have the same kind of magical, um, you know, run that Ryan Tannehill had with the Titans. But I do like the fact that uh, John Gruden is bringing in somebody that can kind of, you know, run that system. Um, he's very smart. He's a good kid from what I understand. He fits in locker rooms very well. And the, the fact that his physical tools are so great and he can run around quite a bit, even faster than Derek Carr, I think that's going to jive really well for the NFL that we're in today and how John Gruden likes to play football. I was hoping Jameis would have went there because he would have been the perfect Raider. Oh, boy. He would have been the perfect, like, listen, 30 for 30, I don't care. Like, the biggest knock on Carr is he doesn't push the ball down the field. Yeah. He'll throw the ball away on fourth down. Like, what? Winston has no problem throwing the ball deep. Well, Winston is a great offensive player and a great defensive player as well. It's fine. He's the, per- <laughs> He's the perfect Raider, especially where the Raiders are picking at 12th. Yeah, they're, 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 uh, they're deep 12? down there, yeah. They could get a wide receiver right there, and they could get either Jerry Judy. They could get um, – the Henry Ruggs, whoever, and you put Jameis Winston in that lineup, like that would have been something to watch. Yeah, um, so a lot of <coughs> a lot of uh, mock drafts have a number twelve uh, Raiders taking C.D. Lamb. Mm-hmm. C.D. Lamb seems to be the number one wide receiver off the board for a lot of drafts, but that's what CBS is saying right now as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, it's gonna be fun. So, where do you think? I mean, he Winston seems to be the odd man out at the end of all this the free agency, right? So, where do you think he goes? So listen, I think either Cam or Winston's going to end up in Chicago. Uh, Chicago seems to be that one lone wolf out there that doesn't really seem to understand what they're doing. Um, it, it makes uh, the reports out there say that they're moving off uh, Mr. Bisky, um, which is good because the guy is crap, and I think it's time to move on from him. It's time to admit that you made a mistake and figure out who to move on to. I think Winston and Cam Newton are, are the two uh, picks that I think would go to to Chicago. Hmm. Your thoughts? I kind of, I don't know, because, like, I would say the Chargers, mm-hmm. but I know uh, Anthony Lynn is a Tyrod Taylor guy. Mm-hmm. Like, he was he was Tyrod's offensive coordinator back when they were both in Buffalo, and he he made it a point to bring Tyrod back with him when he went when he was a free agent and brought him over to the Chargers. But... Where are the Chargers picking up, by the way? They are six. They're right after the oh, so Dolphins. They, could take, they can take a quarterback. They then. can take a quarterback yeah. if they wanted to. They could take Herbert. They could take Love. All right, let's look at this mock draft from CBS. The number. Five. I mean, in my perfect world, I had Jordan Love going to thirteen mm-hmm. to the Colts, and it would be fun to see what him and uh, and uh, Frank Wright could do uh, in in offensive setting. But they traded that away to San Francisco. So well, looks like uh, this CBS mock draft that came out a couple days ago Was that, is that uh, Ryan Wilson's? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Okuda, number five to the Dolphins. Interesting. Which I don't think is going to happen. Uh, number six is Tua Tango Valoa at the Chargers, which is, I think, a great fit. And then number seven is Justin Herbert with the Panthers, which obviously makes no sense now because they just signed Bridgewater, but it could be a bridge guy. I yeah. Huh. So. Interesting. Uh, where do you think Cam Newton's going to end up at? Cam Newton. I feel like she, I feel like Chicago, but I don't think he's getting. I think he's getting cut. I don't think mm. unless he can get a physical. And there's 19 different hoops that people have to jump through right now to get a physical. Unless 
you're trading a like say a fifth round conditional pick, and if he starts X amount of games, that fifth rounder moves to say a fourth. If he has this many completions, this fifth round moves to a fourth, gets him to a playoff game, it becomes a third. Win a playoff game, second, vice versa. Go to a Super Bowl, it becomes a, a high, whatever the second round pick. But it, there has to be conditions in it. Otherwise, I just think Carolina is going to be forced to cut this guy yeah. and save $19 million in cap space. Besides the uh, DeAndre Hopkins deal, which move stood out to you the most? This. I think for me it was the – and while you think about this, I think for me it was the signing of um, Phil Rivers. I think the Colts are in a straight-up win-now mode. Uh, additionally, with their you know trade for DeForest Buckner, I, I think this is a perfect marriage. I think that Phil Rivers is going to provide some leadership stability. Um, the offensive line is there, great weapons and a great defense. I think I love that move. It's a win-now move, and – it's kind of refreshing to see somebody do that yeah. whole win now thing for one year, you know. Call me a homer. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Dolphins only because for the longest time in free agency, we always picked the defensive players or offensive players that were like in their early to mid 30s, and they had nothing left. Mm-hmm. For some reason, they like they come to South Beach and they fall off a goddamn cliff. But they get, you know, they get Kyle Van Noy, who's you know he's. What is he, like 30? He's not ancient. No, no, he's like 27 or 27, 28. Or 28, 28, 29 max. Something, something like that. They get uh, Byron Jones, who's young. He's not the he's not a ball hawk, but he doesn't give up a whole lot. I think he only gave up like seven touchdowns last year. The completion percentage was low. Like, I could care less. And he's also versatile. He could have been what Minka Fitzpatrick was supposed to be, which was he could play safety, he could play corner, he could drop in the box if need be. He could be... The, the Patrick Chung type of player that Brian Flores is used to from the New England system, the jack-of-all-trades kind of guy. Um, and then they have Taco Charlton. They picked up from Dallas, the former first-round pick. He's still on the roster. Believe it or not, I forgot about this. Akib Talib is still on the books. Like, maybe he has a change of heart and he stays and he plays. But uh, Byron Jones, Xavier Howard – they address the offensive line a little bit with flowers. I like what they're doing. It's kind of what the 49ers did where they built along the lines through the draft. They were picking high for so many years, but they got a bunch of studs. They got Buckner. They got, uh, what is it, Solomon Thomas, uh, Nick Bosa. We saw what Nick Bosa's done. He was an instant instant factor on that team. You got to build on the lines. You build on the lines, you work yourself out. We were talking about this about the Cleveland Browns last yeah. year. And I, I like what the Dolphins are doing. And then a close second to the Bills. Yeah, so I, I like that as well. Um, but I think for the most part, we hit all the big moves in free agency, brother, man. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And this is before the league year is technically starting tomorrow. Yeah, March league year starts tomorrow. The NFL truly never sleeps, man. It's a 365-day a year business, man. And I, like I said earlier, man, I thank Roger Goodell for taking all of our minds off of coronavirus for a little bit. You know, he's giving us something to talk about, providing some sort of normalcy, um, even though I know a lot of people out there are on some tough times and it's going to get worse for the next few weeks. So uh, hopefully, we, you know, the NFL and the Pro Football Radio Podcast provide you with some sort of escapism from, from your everyday trivial lives, you know? Yes, sir. Be sure to check out the pages. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we'll be back next time with Mock Draft 1.0. Yep. Uh, when are we doing? A couple weeks from now? Or what, what mock draft? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll so put it the out draft is four weeks away from now. Um, four or five. Four weeks away, whatever. So we want to have at least, what, two mock drafts out there? Something like that. Yeah. So we'll do one, one two weeks from now. We'll do one the week before the draft, and then we'll do a recap after the draft as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, anything else you want to get too good, sir? No, nah, that's it. You got the final word before I start plugging it up. Mm.
I love you, Tom Brady. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. This episode and the uh, previous ones can be found on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, under Pro Football Radio Podcast. You can find us in social media, Twitter and and uh, Twitter at PFR Podcast, Facebook and Instagram at Pro Football Radio Podcast. I'm on Twitter at Brando underscore Puma. Jay Chima's at Jay Chima. Like, subscribe, download, hit us up on the DMs, hit us up in the comment section. Let us know what you think of these episodes of our post. Do you think this was the right move? If you have any mailbag questions, we're going to be heading into the dog days of the offseason pretty soon, especially with no pro days coming up. So we can do a couple of mailbags as well if you got any. Feel free to hit us up, but otherwise, stay safe out there. Don't be stupid. Just hang out, ride this shit out in the house, and we'll all get this through this together before uh, opening weekend. I got Leo's brother, man. All right. You want to give Freddie a little of your fired action? Yeah, my, my Freddie Soliotis. Because my throat can't take it. Hopefully Freddie's doing good up there in the 603. Yeah, he's doing all right, bro. He's doing all right. Freddie, we love you. All right, cool, man. Um, Thank you so much, everybody. Um, We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. I got you.